0: gate okay, has to be out before me like which is out every day yeah she like makes such a racket
1: is she like quiet or no
0: no she wants me to suffer yeah she is jealous but i'm like i work till 8 30 at night like you're off at four like yeah, stop one's not necessarily better than yeah the at once like it's just different times
1: yeah i try to be as quiet as i can
0: See, and I do too When I have to coach at 6am if I ever have to coach at 6am I don't even turn the light on I like tuck yeah. and roll out of bed use a flashlight I'm like one day I'm gonna you're using up. your
1: Apple Watch <laughs> yeah, <literally laughs> the screen as the light
0: following around in the dark <laughs> and she gets up she's like bang clang smack Yeah. Bay, where's the bagels like <laughs>
1: <laughs> see for me what's the worst is like if someone gets up and they're a little bit loud like yeah it annoys me but I don't know why Whatever. Like, Caitlin decides to clean the house at about 4.30 a.m. And it's not like she's turning on the vacuum, but it's putting away dishes that I can't handle. It's like, for some reason, one dish, it's like this. And that was like one fork that just went away in the drawer. Like, how? How do you have 40 more forks that you still need to put away? Oh, my gosh. It's the worst.
0: That's funny. I put dishes away in the early morning, too. Why? Why is that I don't a know. Thing? It just feels like the right time.
1: No, it's not the right time. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Sweat Local podcast brought to you by Movement Strength. My name is Isaac, and today I am joined by one of the greatest coaches in the world. I checked it on Wikipedia. It was true. Your picture popped up. Jade. Jade, thanks for joining me.
0: Happy to be here.
1: <laughs> so this is Jade's premier podcast experience, and uh, I was trying to toy with her to see like, if she was nervous or anything like that, and like, just so full of confidence.
0: Yeah, the members know I like to hear myself talk.
1: So you're just going to listen to this podcast on repeat? Oh yeah, I'm going to send it
0: to all my family and friends, <laughs> listen to my insights, oh, don't everyone. Don't worry,
1: our, our millions of viewers are going to continue to play it on repeat as well. Uh, so as with uh, the previous podcast that I've done with our coaches, we are going to keep this one very lighthearted. And the main purpose of it is to just understand a little bit more about Jade Jade's journey through fitness, her experience in the industry, uh, just us trying to get to know Jade a little bit more. So my first question for you is, uh, tell me a little bit about your fitness journey, where you started and sort of where you are now.
0: Well, I started my fitness journey when I was three. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> two, and <a> <laughs> two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. I started walking. Um, no, I started walking earlier than three. But uh, <laughs> so I guess I I just I had a really early start to fitness and sports. Um, it was just sort of a prerequisite in my family. My mom is uh, a professional dance teacher and educator, um, and a multi sport athlete. My dad was an incredible multi sport athlete. So when I started walking, I was in dance like hockey, basketball, volleyball, anything to do with sports I was playing. So I caught the movement bug early and I was good at it. Played really competitive basketball, skiing as a teenager growing up. Um, And then after I finished my competitive basketball career, it was ended a little bit abruptly. I had to take a bit of a break from training. And when I was finally given the green light to go ahead again, uh, one of my roommates at the time was doing CrossFit. And she was like talking about all these things she was doing, like kipping pull ups yeah. and handstand push ups, and she had all these like rips on her hands. <laughs> and she was older than me, and she was doing her masters in kin, and she was cool. So I was like, yeah, like I gotta, I gotta try this CrossFit. This isn't like 2012. So I went and I did uh, On Ramp Boot Camp and
1: was it was it like a crossfit crossfit on-ramp boot camp or was it like a random
0: no it was a crossfit okay and i had done training like weight training for yeah. basketball and for skiing my uh my whole life but i had never done the olympic lifts like i would never cleaned anything i yeah. never snatched anything i didn't know what that meant like wall balls i couldn't do a pull up like it was just uh, totally eye-opening, and I just caught the bug. And yeah. then we finished the two-week, oh, no, it was more than that. It was like four weeks of two or three sessions a week. And the last workout we did as our graduation workout was MRF. Oh. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Murph is a one-mile run. Then you do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and finish it with another one-mile run. And it took me like an hour and 15 minutes to do, and I was doing... But you finished it. Yeah, I was doing jumping pull-ups and like, you know, knee push-ups, but I finished it. And uh, so that's where I kind of got hooked on CrossFit. And I started doing CrossFit there, and then when I moved out west uh, to teach skiing, I took more of a skiing focus, so I was training. I was mostly just skiing every day.
1: So what year was this? So you did CrossFit in 2012, you said?
0: Yep, so I did CrossFit in 2012, and then in... September of 2013 I moved out to Whistler oh okay yeah so I was out there um, I did a ski season out there so I really just was skiing every day I didn't do much training outside of that Um, and then I came back and just sort of bounced around didn't want to go back to CrossFit didn't necessarily know where I fit in you know got a Movati membership didn't go (laughs) classic yeah um, that was a different time in my life. I was going through a different, just a different phase it 2013. Yeah. This was like okay. 20, 2014, 2015 were a couple of like more challenging years for me. I was in the serving industry, which mm. is really not a industry conducive to health and wellness in mm. general. It's a late night industry, a lot of drinking, a lot of poor eating. And I just felt like a garbage can mm-hmm. in those years. <laughs> like, it's
1: like a dumpster I fire. just
0: was a dumpster fire. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, you know what? No, you need to get back into CrossFit. Like you need to get back yeah. into training. Yeah. Um, so I re-got a membership at a gym, started doing CrossFit. Everyone was like, oh, you're like, you can already do this kind of like, you're pretty legit. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept doing it. People were like, oh, do you want to be on my team? Started doing competitions. Probably reached like my peak CrossFit fitness late 2016. Um And then just kept training, kept training, really loved the Olympic lifts, realized I sucked at them, like was just, it was actually Coach Sherry and uh, she was one of my coaches and she was like, no, like, no, this isn't happening.
1: Which is is interesting because I don't want to jump the gun, but like your Olympic lifts are legit now. Oh yeah. Super good.
0: Yeah. Well, so I was like, all right, so I got an Olympic weightlifting coach and I started working with her twice a week for a year. And that's how I got good at the Olympic lifts. And then I was on a huge upwards momentum. And then I ruptured my Achilles tendon. Uh, when was this? Uh, January 2018. Box jumps? No, volleyball. Oh. Yeah. I went up for a spike and I came down and I thought someone shot me in the back of the heel. Oh. And so I knew right away what had happened. Yeah. The symptom was, like, I was like, oh no. Yeah. And my foot was dangling there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that was a rough time. Uh, it was a long, long, long recovery. Uh, fortunately I was coaching at the time. And, um, so I kept going in I was, I was, I was coaching at that point. So that's how I started coaching. People are like, you're really good at this. Like you should coach. And I had coached basketball. Like I've been coaching boys basketball since I was like 15 years old. Mm -hmm. I graduated elementary school and my mom, who is a teacher at Pearson, she was like her and this other woman, Michelle Brock, who's been a huge mentor of mine. We're can you just help us coach the basketball team? Because you know basketball. So when I was in grade nine, I was like consulting on this grade eight boys basketball team. Yeah. And then once I got a bit older, once I graduated high school, I took over the team. Yeah. I was the head coach. So, so you've always sort of I've had, a always had a passion for coaching. always had a passion for coaching. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know Even that. like there was, my grandparents still laugh because there was this little video of me when I was like three or four doing a dance routine at a dance recital. And there was this girl in my group who wasn't doing the movements correctly, like in the right order, I got out of line, no. walked over to her, showed her the steps, yeah. and then re-got back in oh, my place my and continued on. So yeah. I've always just been that person. that has been like, no, this You've is You've always, been bossy. Yeah, is always what, been bossy, is what Kate would say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have always just been coaching. So yeah, I just always coached. And then I coached the uh, senior girls basketball team at the high school I went to for okay. a little while. So I had lots of experience coaching. So we were like, you should just coach fitness. You're good at it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, right. And then an opportunity just sort of fell in my lap.
1: So is this while you were at school? Like, were you in Kin at the time?
0: Yeah. So I okay. completely decided. I was like, you know what? The serving industry is slowly killing me, literally. Yeah. Um, and I needed to go back to school. I didn't finish my degree the first time. So, I had a bunch of credits. I just didn't have any direction. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back for Kin. Yeah. This is this seems right. It was always what I should have done. Mm-hmm. And I did exceptionally well in the classes and I really liked it. And
1: it was something you were passionate about. Yeah, it wasn't like super it, passionate about. Whatever you're going to school for general arts because you weren't really too sure of the direction of where you wanted to head. You're oh, like, yeah. I love fitness. I love the body. Boom, kinesiology.
0: Yeah. And prior to that, like once I started CrossFit, I started getting into like, all the podcasts that were out there and all the different information. So I've been consuming training science and exercise and strength science for like seven years now, mm-hmm. pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. There's been podcasts that I've been following for, yeah, five, seven, five six, seven years So I've always had like a really vested interest in training. Like once I started getting there, I was like, I want to understand this. I want to be the person who can write programming. I want to understand how to train energy systems. I want to understand how to train for strength. So yeah, I was doing all of that and I was really liking the Olympic lifts and I was coaching at a different facility here in London. Um, And I just started out like coaching a couple classes and then people really liked me honestly, like that's just so strange.
1: I like, like how you're surprised. I, I don't know why. Well,
0: I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I was really nervous. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. was a great server. Yeah. So I knew I was good with people. Like I was a good server. I can talk to people. Um, but I didn't know how I was going to be in coaching fitness and I was writing workouts, something that I had never done before. So mm-hmm. I was like, are these going to be garbage? Are mm-hmm. people going to like these? Am I going to be able to do it? How do I periodize? How do I track this? Like, all of these variables suddenly that I had to consider that I hadn't before and people just like ate what I was baking. Yeah. Good. And I went from coaching one class a week to literally running the entire programming, <laughs> renaming all of the workouts, yeah. like doing it all. Yeah. Um, within like four months. It's awesome. And the summer of 2017, I quit serving.
1: Wow. So then you just focused full-time fitness.
0: Yeah. Took a big pay cut yep. and focused full-time fitness, full-time school. Yeah. Um, so it worked out really well. I was in kinesiology, coaching fitness classes, coaching basketball. So everything was just sort of synergistically aligning. And then the rupture was kind of a, was kind of a kick, but I was still coaching. Um, so I was still in a gym facility. So I really like feel very blessed for that because Mm -hmm. even though I wasn't able to train, I still was able to, you know, lift weights. Yeah. And that's when I started like looking into different methodologies of training, like started doing hip thrusts. <laughs> was like,
1: that's not CrossFit.
0: No, but I was like, well, how can I train my like glutes and my that's hamstrings right. in a position that like I'm wearing a boot? So I can't squat, I can't lunge, but I can stationary and I can like thrust a barbell. Yeah. And I can do a lot of strict pressing and I can do pull ups. I can do a ton of bicep curls. So I just sort of worked with what I had.
1: So were you primarily doing strength type movements back? during like the rupture or were you doing any aerobic capacity type training
0: no i was full only at that time i was okay uh, i was prior to the rupture i was like i wanted to compete at that time yeah. i was thinking about yeah. going into competing and um so i was training them i had some yeah i was really just focusing on strength training without anyone around me to make me do cardio this yeah. is so recently i've taken a, a shift and changed into endurance sports just because it's something I've never done before, but you're in, you know, a couple years ago, it's like cardio. no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't like to do cardio. Interesting. So Cause it's almost weights.
1: like I see you do more cardio now than weightlifting.
0: Oh yeah. Like I did my first triathlon this summer. That's
1: right. How was that?
0: It was awesome. You want to do another one? Oh, I signed up for a half, half, half Ironman next September. Really? hmm Where? Lake Placid.
1: Oh, okay. So same way, same place Chad did. He yeah. did full, but you're going to do.
0: Yeah. I'm going to do the half. I did Olympic distance. And that just felt like I could have done that. This is going to sound arrogant, but I felt like I could have done it without training. So yeah. <laughs> I was, I want something that I'm going to need to actually like study the methodology for. I really
1: trained for it. So are you a strong swimmer? Yeah. And like biking comes somewhat natural.
0: I'm like, so my body is designed for biking. It's just the running that really gets me down.
1: So the running is what, what you know so
0: like. No, I'm slow. It's like <laughs> moving these, giant quads it's like moving cinder blocks (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: that's why you're doing more cardio yeah stop stop squatting
0: yeah so and i do think like i did the ragnar in uh june and i'm doing another one
1: so you're gonna do the one in socal right yeah so that's in april
0: yeah and i'm gonna do half the around the bay as a little prep i'm gonna do the 15k are you yeah well i just think like if i'm going to be a truly well-rounded coach like i love to study different methodologies i like to just see what fits for me and endurance sports is something that i have never dived. what's the word i don't know dived yeah, yeah, there yeah it is. dived into um so it just felt like the right time it's just the one missing piece like i'm strong i'm yeah. I'm, I'm quite strong but i'm not past
1: so when you um when you ruptured your Achilles
0: mm-hmm.
1: was that sort of like the the death i guess you can say of Olympic weightlifting and CrossFit focus. And that's when you sort of switched more to standard strength movements. And then now you're making this transition into like more of a cardio phase of your life. Would that be accurate?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely just focused on strength, a lot of hypertrophy at that time, because I just didn't want to lose my muscle mass. So I was doing just a ton of like, just hypertrophy training, a lot of curls, a lot of pressing, Um, just trying to keep my muscle mass. And then when I finally was able to start rehabilitating i started doing strength training again i started doing the olympic lifts again but then that also coincided with applying here Mm -hmm. and then i moved and came over here and for the first time in a long time i was surrounded by other awesome fitness people other Mm -hmm. coaches at the other gym i was the pinnacle yeah Yep. I was the strongest. I was the fastest by far. And I'm not that fast. Yeah. So like yeah. there was like, I there, there was no one for me to compete against and everyone deferred to me for yeah. everything. So I didn't have anyone to defer to. I wasn't... My own, my learning was just occurring from my education in school and the, you know, the podcasts and the books and all the newsletters that I consumed. But but
1: not like that peer-to-peer. No, I had gotcha. no
0: peer-to-peer work. So so is
1: that what made you make the transition in the first place? Because yeah. that was going to be my next question is what sort of attracted you to be a coach at Movement Strength? Yeah. Which would be just that.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to work for really cool people. Yeah. To be honest, like I wanted to work for people that were going to hold me accountable and make me a better coach. Mm -hmm. Um, I realized quickly that if you don't have someone just watching you, giving you feedback, encouraging you, I mean, your growth, like you're going to stagnate. That's going to taper off because you know, you like self motivation only takes you so far. You do need to have someone pushing you to make you better. And I just was, I reached a point where I was like, this is where I, this is as far as I'm going to climb here. I am, there's going to be no further opportunity. Mm -hmm. I'm basically working for myself, mm-hmm. so I need to I need to move onwards and upwards. I need to, you know, work for somewhere that they're growing, they're hungry, they're yeah. moving forward. They want to build and build and build. And, like, I just knew who you guys kind of were yeah. from the fitness yeah, yeah, community. Yeah. And yeah. I knew you guys were badass athletes. I knew you guys knew what you were talking about. Um, and I knew that you would, like, you were in it to win it with this gym. And so I saw the opportunity. I just didn't even think twice. I just... Yeah. Filled out the application. Luke called me the next day and it was like, okay, like, let's do this. Yeah. And so I came here and I was like, there was Dalton and Kenzie and everyone was working out together. And I was the strongest. Yeah. But I was the slowest. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, like, it's time. It's time. This is different. Yeah. And like, I really in school, I loved exercise physiology. It's where I excelled. So like learning the energy systems. And it's like, okay, so I understand the neuromuscular system quite well. Like yeah. I've got a lot to learn, obviously, but I understand strength training. Like I really, that's something I really understand. But I had never, because I took my knowledge and I applied it to myself in real life, but I had never taken my knowledge of energy systems training yeah. and applied that into real life. So I and just that's started. that's a lot of how Luke focuses exactly. his training on, for sure. So I've just followed his training a lot and then taking by example have yep. been trying to create my own pieces and that's when I was like you know what you need to just sign up for a race sign up for a triathlon Good because you. you won't you need to have a goal to work towards so that you actually get there and achieve it there and I I honestly see myself probably sticking into strengths where it's like I'd like to get to Kona
1: really in Hawaii
0: yeah to do a full Ironman <laughs> Good for you yeah that's I like think you could you long, can totally do it that's like my long-term goal so yeah. what would
1: you say? So what, when you say long-term, what, like five, 10 years? Five out, years. Five what years What would out. you say short-term goals, a year, two years?
0: Well, year would be the half Ironman. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to run a marathon yeah. as well because I better be able to run a marathon before I attempt to do an, <laughs> an, an Ironman because there's a marathon run plus, yeah. <laughs> you know, everything else that comes before that. Yeah. So yeah, probably Ironman next year, marathon the year after that, and yeah. then... Um, I'd like to do a a hundred kilometer cycle at some point too, just to to get that under my belt.
1: Just to do it. Yeah. I feel like, um, Chad, uh, when he was training for his full Ironman, he'd like be doing a workout here and I'm like, Oh, what are you going to do now? He's like, Oh, I'm just going to go bike to grand Ben and back. I'm like, Oh, just a casual, however long that is my goodness like it's like, it's a full day that you need to set aside yeah that
0: cycling's a lot that
1: would be the diff, the most difficult part for me is i would love to do an iron man but the time that goes into training like you need to be able to put two three four five hour days dedicated for running cycling swimming whatever it may be that and i can't swim so I don't swim well at all no no
0: yeah. Fortunately, right now I'm in a position where I can kind of make that work. Yeah. Um, The cycling component is hard though. Like I would be like, like Kate would laugh at me because it would be Saturday morning. and would be like, Hey, like see you in four hours yeah. when I get Good back from my That's cycle. Awesome. Yeah. And it's just a draining. It's a different type of, of fitness for sure. Like just doing something for that long. Yeah. Like I've, I've never really moved for that long before. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really different, but I think I've caught the bug. Something new. Yeah.
1: Um, backpedaling a little bit, what's really cool is like, so when you were at working at the other facility, I'm assuming you were kind of almost doing your own hours, you were doing the program, you were running a business somewhat, and to make that transition, to lose some freedom, because I'm assuming when you came here, it wasn't like you can be like, okay, well, I'm going to do these classes. It's like, well, these are the classes you're going to be doing. But like you did that all in, I guess, for the purpose of bettering yourself. And like learning and um, stretching yourself, I guess, a little bit thinner when it comes to things like that. So, what would you say was your biggest learn since you've been here? Like, what's one thing you're like, I wasn't doing this before, I'm doing it now, and I'm better for it?
0: Never getting complacent, hmm. constantly staying on the ball. Mm-hmm. That is the one that is if not the biggest thing that I've noticed is by the end of my time coaching at the other facility, like towards the end, like I was just doing stuff that now I would kick myself in the face for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just being constantly present, constantly dynamic throughout the classes and never losing interest is probably the the biggest thing. And just, just staying on the ball, like not leaning on things, not kind of just kind of getting lazy mm-hmm. or um, essentially just, it sounds bad, but you know, people come in and they're just not receptive to feedback. They don't learn quickly and to not give up on them. Yeah. To keep kind of yep. pushing yourself through that. Um, and also just... When you are doing someone else's programming, it takes a lot more ingenuity to modify
1: Yeah, it. yeah.
0: When I'm doing my own, when I was doing my own programming, it's like, okay, well, I can just like come up with whatever I want. That's and right. so I would say too, like my class management skills yeah. have improved markedly. And uh, that's crazy because there would be classes that I have at the other facility. Like I would never know. I'd have three out of 30. I'd have 25. Yeah. Like I would never know. Yeah. So I would sometimes have way more people but i would say like my ability to manage situations to think on the fly has yeah. improved dramatically like i sometimes just feel like a machine when i like yeah. when it comes to like just like figuring things out and yeah. i just i just tr i trust myself now yeah. to be able to solve any riddle well, <laughs> that comes my way <laughs>
1: well it's funny i feel like you now hold yourself to a higher standard
0: oh absolutely i yeah. do that's yeah cool. that's the one thing like, i take pride in in being like a good, consistent, accountable Mm -hmm. coach.
1: Well, one thing that I think you do very well is you like tiptoe around that line of um, being very relatable to a lot of our members, but also speaking them to uh, like a lot more like technical type terms. So you're not just using basic strength and conditioning terminologies, but you're like using what you went to school for, like using that more in-depth talk, I guess you can say, where that adds a lot of credibility to you when you're coaching. And I think that's why people really enjoy your classes is because they can tell that you really know what you're talking about and you tie it with like actually really caring about the results that those people are getting because we get a ton of positive feedback about your classes and we always tell you that as well. So it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I'm a big proponent. I tell people all the time. I'm like, pay attention to what you are doing. Yes. Like measure. Be present. Be, pe- be present. And measure what you are doing over time. Yeah. You're all coming here to get stronger. And if you're not paying attention to what you're doing, you're never going to get stronger. Yeah. And I like, yeah, I do like to talk about a lot like, hey, this is the you know stimulus and this is what the response should be yeah
1: this is the why's behind this this is the why's behind what you're
0: doing and yeah i try like i try to use because like why did i go to school if i'm not going to actively apply that knowledge and it keeps me fresh like i have to constantly make sure that i know what i'm talking about and keep myself you know going because if you don't use it you lose it really fast yeah so i do like to you know try and educate without getting too wordy (laughs) (laughs) And I always ask, I I have follow up too. I'm like, okay, did everyone kind of get that? Or was that like too, too wordy? And I'm like, please be honest. Like my feeling. (laughs) Mouths
1: are dropping. You're like, all right, let me try that again.
0: Yeah. Like, let me reword that. That was just a bunch of science.
1: Okay. So, so uh, switching gears a little bit, um, with workouts, what is like your favorite type of workout? Like if you were to create Jade's picture perfect workout, what would be some of those movements that you would see? And Uh, not like a hundred K bike. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it would be different than what you're going to expect. Um, I would, oh, I would deadlift for sure. Yeah. I love to deadlift. It's my favorite thing. I just, I'm
1: not surprised. I know. Just,
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, I would deadlift. I would do. So like uh, a heavy
1: deadlift or would it be like a lower weight, higher
0: rep? No, heavy. Okay. Like two reps, one rep. All right. Okay. I'd build up to over 300. King Kong. King Kong. Yeah. Um, I would do a bunch of, um, like sandbag Jefferson squats. Oh, okay. Like heavy, 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 um, like four or 500 plus pounds. Like just i like put that sandbag on a box, hug it and just stand it up. Like doing that like five or six times with like a bunch of rest in between, just seeing how heavy I can go. Then I would do like probably a bunch of sandbag carries for like 400 meters on intervals like carrying an 80 to 100 pound sandbag as far as as i could So like
1: strongman style oh
0: god yeah really that's your jam i would push sleds and pull sleds carry yokes, like oh yeah what about like uh that's where i shine
1: this like the stone why am i the atlas stone thank you like the atlas stone carries and lifts and things like that that's your jam yeah my primary
0: like my primary interest is is in like um like I love endurance sports because it's just something that I'm not good at and I yeah. want to do more of it. But like me in my zone, like if you ever want to see me like yeah, in my, in my element, I'm like, carrying heavy shit Oh no, and picking it up no. and putting it down. Like I carry yoke. I love carrying yokes, like just anything, strong man, strong yeah. fit. Yeah.
1: No, Yeah. no, no, no. So I remember when, <clears throat> when I first started CrossFit at this gym in Thunder Bay called CrossFit Sub-Zero, it was very like old school box style CrossFit just get super strong, which was awesome. But they had some, uh, some pretty big, like strongman components to their programming. And I couldn't stand it. Like I always tell people, don't cherry pick your workouts. I would cherry pick the hell out of my workouts at these places. Like the, uh, oh, they had a keg and they filled the keg with, with sand.
0: The sand yeah.
1: I could like, I, I, to this day, I don't think I've lifted a keg with sand in it because it just, it drives me crazy. I suck so bad at it but i just have no desire to get better at it Yokes and sled pushes and things like that i don't mind but i don't know what it is about this freaking keg with sand in it just makes me angry like i'm getting heated right now i can talk i can tell my my voice levels they're like getting higher Higher. and higher
0: yeah i like that kind of training because it requires just a level of mental grit that that other stimuli cannot elicit in the same way that that type of training can Pulling a sledge, just dragging it backwards, literally until you collapse, yeah. requires so much determination and has such great carryover into general life. Yeah, like,
1: it sounds like a great time.
0: <laughs> it, But it is. Like, if you can endure that, if you yeah. can work your muscles to true failure, because as an exercise scientist, like, I understand how hard it is to actually get yourself to, like, neuromuscular failure, mm-hmm. where you simply just cannot produce an mm. action potential to make your muscle contract. Yeah. To get there requires just like just this ability to endure yeah. suffering because it is true suffering at that it's point. true because
1: it's just put one foot in front of the other. And That's just it. keep and going. Just keep on going. And if
0: you can endure that, yeah, there's a lot of carryover into the rest of your life yeah. where like I take that it's like, well, you know what? Like truly as like, yep, yeah, I can, I can do this. I can get through this. It's going to be uncomfortable. But there's a lot of lesson in in learning to endure physical discomfort that has great carryover.
1: So something like one of my favorite workouts to do in the summer, I feel like you would love it, is literally just like a 50 meter or 100 meter sled push followed by like some farmer's carries, maybe some like overhead dumbbell lunges. Like with, yeah, like that's your jam.
0: Oh, yeah. I would be in like flow state. (laughs) there i'd be so fired up like yeah. i'd have a great day after yeah, yeah, I'd
1: have a great day after yeah but I'd, then i'd tell, be jazzed tell you to like row or do fran
0: uh-uh. no, i'll do fran yeah. but this is like i was gonna say it's two minutes who do i think i am catching <laughs> <laughs> david's daughter it's, like it's a st-
1: minute and a half on a bad day <laughs> yeah like what am
0: i tia uh no it's like that's like I, I i can go sub six in Fran now yeah. so i'm pretty proud of myself yeah. for
1: that that's good that's good okay so do you ever miss uh like do you ever miss the crop the more CrossFit-style training?
0: I mean, yeah, it's kind of like... um, It's kind of like the ice cream that you keep buried down in the freezer that I just, like, sometimes have to go in and, like, grab it it and do it. Because I do like the suck. Like, I do like the pain, um, which sounds so terrible when I say it that way. But it is. Like, I I really do like that, like, grindy, gritty. Like, you know, you can taste blood in your throat for, like, 45 (laughs) minutes after. You've talked about... (laughs) (laughs)
1: Blood in your throat from doing these things. You talked about collapsing when doing sled pulls. Kind of sick, sadistic individual are you? I
0: like to push myself. (laughs) I like to see my limits. Like I cannot settle for mediocrity. It has terrified me my whole life. Yeah, I have to be like I am constantly like it. Kate even is just like I don't understand like why you need to do these things. I'm like because I want to see if I can do it. I'm just that type of person that likes to see how much I can endure.
1: It's, it's really interesting to me, especially I think within the last year to two years, um, a lot of, well, like people that are closer to me have started to make these switches away from CrossFit where like CrossFit was initially what brought them into the realm of strength and conditioning. But like now they're starting to see the light in other areas, whether it be Olympic weightlifting or more strong men or more, um, more of like a endurance sport uh so it's almost like there's a lot of people moving away from crossfit i don't know if it's like the health implications that they're concerned about um but do you think that that's valid like do you notice a lot of people moving away to different sport
0: absolutely why do you think that is that's a good question that's a really good question something i spend a lot of time thinking about (laughs) which is weird like why but because i've had the privilege of being in crossfit for so long now like i've watched the evolution i say to people all the time take my fitness that i have now in 2011 i'd be at the regionals yeah for yeah. sure 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. i'd be true. at the regional level That's true like i'd be on the i'd be games track right now i'm like yeah. a peanut and like <laughs> you know like a peon like who yeah. cares about me this you know yeah. and i'm not out of shape like yeah it has just like, as with anything, it has just gone, it has blown up.
1: Yeah, when there's money behind a sport, right? that's when there's going to be focus on it. it And it's still nothing compared to what it could be.
0: Oh God. And I like, because now it's like kids are like growing up and they're like, I'm going to CrossFit. Like what? Like what? Like, why don't you play team sports? Like, learn some hand-eye coordination. But, I think that, I just don't think it is the most sustainable method of training, nor is it best for the general population it's not what the gen pop needs it is attractive to ex-competitive athletes and Mm -hmm. i find those are the ones that stay in it for a long time because you know they were high level competitive athletes in their field that the sun set on that and now they turn and they need something to compete against and it fills that void Yeah, for sure so i find that you know if you were that type of person you want to push yourself. You want to acquire those high level skills. You have that motivation, but for the average person who just wants to get healthy, you don't need to do a muscle up. Yeah. Like that's a great measure of of strength. It's a fantastic movement to have, but is that going to make you live any longer? No. Yeah. And is that going to put the person who doesn't have the base strength and get like what, what ends up happening with CrossFit is people just like, and I was guilty of it. Like I was slinging, Kipping pull-ups before I could, do, do, do yeah. strict and yeah. I'm like counting my blessings. I didn't, I don't have, you know, shoulder injuries.
1: Well, I, I really do like this is turning into something completely different, but I think it's a really important topic. I do like the direction that CrossFit is going. Like you can tell it's a lot more gen pop focus. Now this is the first open. I think I'm, I'm, I might just be making this up on the fly, but I'm fairly certain this is the first open where there was no sort of kipping handstand or sorry, kipping uh pull up or butterfly pull up that was programmed. Um, it feels like they're moving more towards a strict type world because they understand more of like these long-term implications or um, they're getting flack from like the bigger fitness community, I guess you can say. Because, yeah, like even the videos that they're posting, like the older gentleman doing the little sit-up, stand-up thingamabobs with the blue little water cans. Mm -hmm. Like before, two years ago on CrossFit, you would have seen – rich fronin and dan bailey do like fantasy land or whatever it was called now like there's none of that on their page which is good
0: oh yeah absolutely i think that crossfit what it is becoming is is good for the general population because from what i understand crossfit views fitness as a true compromise Mm -hmm. versus bodybuilding which is hypertrophy hypertrophy focused versus olympic weightlifting which is Raw strength and power, mm-hmm. power lifting, just raw strength. Mm-hmm. So you have these focuses and you're not compromising, right? Like you are focusing on this only and you are not going to get, you know, the energy systems component out mm-hmm. of it. Whereas with CrossFit, you get energy systems and you get strength, you get the neuromuscular, the, the central nervous system component. And that is what the general population needs but what ends up happening with CrossFit I find and what I am happy to see them starting to scale back is like you get these weekend warriors. You get people that just want the high level skills that don't have Oh, for sure. the baseline yep. and that is where yep. CrossFit started. I find like veering off and and that's where I think it got its you know, quote-unquote bad rap 100%. From, yep. was these weekend warriors that were, you know, like, oh yeah, like, you know, I can do because, you know, I got to post it on Instagram and yeah. see, you know, what's going on here. But I think too like People are just realizing that you just, it's CrossFit just, but it's strength and conditioning.
1: It, it, it's so true. It's just a really good strength and conditioning program. Yeah. Well, it can be a very good it strength It can be when program.
0: intelligently implemented. That's right. So you need to have like a good, you know, you can't just like have the workout be like, okay, here's the workout. It's going to take 15 mm-hmm. minutes. You're going to do like, you're going to do Karen today. Yeah. Like 150 wall ball shots for time. Like, no, like. Yeah. You know well, why? Like, why why are we doing this like, where does why? this fall into the whole cycle yeah. yeah like sure like even like i'm just like thinking to myself like what even and like how is that benefiting you yeah I mean, like other than you know you can good for you you can do 150 wall ball shots yeah so i think yeah i really like i like what we do here yeah. i find like whenever people are like ah oh, but it's called crossfit i'm like yeah but like it's not, it's, not. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really not and i have been to a lot of like almost almost all of the CrossFit gyms, I just air-quoted all of the CrossFit <laughs> gyms here in London, and I can tell you this is not CrossFit yeah. programming because yeah. it's it's much more targeted to the, to the general population. It's just functional fitness. That's right. Right? It's just like, you know, we're, we want to make you stronger. We want to make you faster. We want to make you more resilient, more durable. You know, we want to teach you to lift weights in a variety of different ways in, on different planes. Yeah. You know, you're not just... Moving because the criticism of CrossFit was, oh we're just moving in the sagittal plane. Yeah, you know, we're just going up and down, up and down, up and down. There's no side to side. There's yeah. no twisting. So, I mean, missing those huge components of fitness. And now, of course, they're you know, get, you know getting flack from that. So, yeah. a lot more you know movements in different planes because you just want to be like you just want to train. Unless you're an athlete and you're training for a specific purpose, you just want to train to be to be healthy, to exactly. be That's to the be biggest well. Thing. Yeah and you don't need yep. to master these high level skills and so that's just the one thing that i think crossfit can create a pathology yeah. in people and that's the that that would be the current criticism that i have is that the <laughs> the focus is just away from like getting well and yeah. it's trying to acquire skills
1: yeah and it's almost like so there was i would say a year ago it was very like you know health and fitness were the same thing where i now feel that that they're trying to pull back a little bit and say like, all right, your fitness, just because you're extremely fit, doesn't necessarily mean that you're extremely healthy. And I feel like they're stepping back where it's like, okay, like, let's just, just go to the gym three days a week. Yeah. You oftentimes. Know, maybe it's just going for walks.
0: Oftentimes that's an inverse relationship. The super for sure. fit for healthy. Super for fit sure. people are not necessarily the most healthy at all. They're under no. incredible amounts of physiological stress, yep. emotional stress. You know, you, you. Like ultra endurance people, like you hear all the time about them having heart problems later in life. You know, if you're like joint problems, like I have friends who are not even 30 and are completely busted from playing high level sports. Like my best friend, for example, she can like barely exercise and has to do all these modifications because her ankles and knees from basketball are so wrecked Mm -hmm. because she was just like, the mentality was just push through the pain, just push through the pain, just push through, keep going, keep going, keep going. No one cares about warming up. No one cares about durability, joint health. What's that? You know, screw that. And now, you know, and so you see that too in CrossFit. It's like high level athletes end up, you want to find that sweet spot of fitness where you're, you're eating well, you're vital, you feel good. Yeah. You're not overdoing it. You want to sit in the middle of the curve. Yeah. Right. You want to be in the, the middle two thirds of that bell curve.
1: Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Um, okay. Making a switch. Cause I want to end in about 10 minutes or so.
0: <laughs> I can talk forever. I told you. I love
1: that's okay. That could be part two, three, four, five, six. Um, quickly on nutrition. Yeah. What, uh, what's Jade's take on, on the foods? What do you like to put in your body? Are you just like it's just vegetables and meat? That's it.
0: No, God, no. <laughs> um, nutrition is definitely something that um, is probably the one component of my life that is is the least uh, shored up yeah. for me. Um, it's not like my eating; it's fairly consistent. I'm a great cook, yeah, and I can I will get support <laughs> for this. Um, I'm a great cook. I eat, I try to eat a very, a diet that is very rich in plants. Yeah. Um, but I, I buy, I eat also, I eat meat, I eat fish. Um, I try to eat, I eat a lot of carbs. I'm a carb person. Mm-hmm. I like couldn't, could never go keto ever a single day in my life. I would, Yeah. I just couldn't eat that much fat. Yeah, I think it's not for sustainable for yeah. me. Um, so I probably would have like a higher protein, higher carb, lower fat diet. Yeah. Um, I do track my macronutrients. I was just going to
1: say, do you track your food?
0: Yep. I track my food.
1: What do you think your breakdown's at roughly?
0: Uh, so I do, um, 175 gram carb, uh, 150 protein, That's a lot of protein. which is high because oh, I'm trying to put on muscle mass. So that is, is that a that going to help you
1: with your endurance though?
0: No. <laughs> But I believe I like I like to push the limits and I do like to see like where that give and take between there's some things you don't want to give up. Right. Like at the very least I don't want to catabolize. So I'm trying to just do like about like one gram. Yeah. I mean I I don't I often fall short. Like I often fall about like one thirty five grams of protein. And how much fat? Um I eat sixty grams of fat. Okay. It's a good breakdown. Yeah. I found that anything below sixty grams was disrupting my hormones
1: so have you played around with different things like have you tried a higher fat yeah I've have tried higher tried fat like I didn't fat to carb
0: I tried higher fat and I just felt disgusting to yeah, be totally honest it was well just so sludgy and it I just my workouts weren't the same like my body like well all of our bodies preferentially use carbohydrates yeah. as the primary fuel sub- substrate but and I mean you can argue met- metabolic flexibility and that's a different conversation but I just, I like carbs. I'm happiest when I'm consuming carbs yeah. and I can still have like a strong lean physique on a, on a higher carb diet. So I definitely prefer to like, you know, and on days that I train extra hard, I'll be flexible. I'll have like 200 grams of carbs. Yeah. Um, and I'm really, really particular about the, the, I call it the window of gains, yeah, the anabolic window, <laughs> yeah. like within 90 minutes of a strength training session. I'm yeah. a little bit more lenient if I just do like an aerobic session. Cause yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I'll get those carbs in yeah, later. Yeah. But if I do like a strength training session where I know I have like glycogen depleted yeah, my muscles, in, yeah. I want protein and carbs like yeah. immediately because that's when you're...
1: What would your post-workout look like then? Or sorry, oh. your, post, uh, your post-meal? your um,
0: post Well, that depends on the time of day. But if I work out in the morning, it's like a bunch of eggs, um, probably like three whole eggs and like a quarter cup of egg whites. Yeah. Um, no, oh, that's my- a lie. Two Two whole eggs and a quarter cup of yeah, egg whites.
1: Gonna, well, still, even that—that's no, a yeah. lot.
0: Yeah, two whole eggs, quarter cup of egg whites, turkey bacon, um cinnamon raisin, Ezekiel bread, or just regular Ezekiel bread. Cinnamon
1: raisin, anything.
0: Yeah, and then like I'll put peanut butter because you know oh, peanut, butter's, peanut butter's life.
1: What kind of peanut butter?
0: Um. Yeah. I. I'll just fully admit it. It's like the craft. <laughs> smooth peanut butter. <laughs> I'll fully admit it. I portion it out though, and then um a uh, a bunch of berries. Yeah. And then cut up cucumbers and cherry tomatoes. Really. Yeah. Cause veggies at every meal.
1: Okay. Veggies at every meal. Yeah. I do
0: try to get seven. Um. That's lofty. I try to get about 500 grams of vegetables and fruit a day.
1: 500 grams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in weight lofty. In weight, yeah. Yeah.
0: So like every meal has vegetables and fruit. Yeah. Well, every meal has vegetables. And then a meal and a snack has fruit.
1: You do a lot of raw veggies too, right? I eat
0: a ton of raw veggies. I I can eat like I have my go to. I'll eat peppers, cucumbers and cherry tomatoes. Giant bag.
1: I'm the same way. And it's not for any sort of health benefit. It's more of just convenience. And I I actually prefer the taste and like crunch of like a raw vegetable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've got no problem with raw vegetables. I, that's like my go to snack. That and like a couple little turkey pepperettes.
1: Yeah. I know. You'll bring in like your full fridge of vegetables into the staff room. I'm like, what are you eating? Like,
0: oh, it's just a, you giant know, bag of vegetables just a
1: just a random large tomato i would like also an apple.
0: like to take responsibility for the baby food trend that's currently going on at the gym i don't
1: know if i can give you that no we can go in my my instagram we'll do this afterwards i am happy to fight you on that one what i do for treats when i go you could caitlin could attest to this treats when we go to the movie theater is i'll get like baby food that's,
0: that's so funny that'll i'll just like, like sip on it
1: yeah i love it
0: yeah. Oh, that's a big, like if I'm here and like, cause oftentimes I'm here and I've got to just eat really quickly. I like crush a protein powder and water, yeah. a baby food pack an apple and like some, um, yeah, my Becker off veggies, like just sitting there, <laughs> like just munching away on my, Massive on my, on my bag. But yeah, like immediately post-workout I'll like crush a baby food pack and uh, a protein shake. And then what's, I feel good. Window of gains.
1: What's your favorite, uh, like cheat meal?
0: My favorite cheese. Oh, that's tough. Um, Los Lobos, like tacos. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like chips, guac, tacos. Oh,
1: just like margaritas.
0: <laughs> I love margaritas. You were to, did
1: you have some in uh, in Cuba?
0: Yeah, yeah, I had a few too many.
1: Oh, it's okay. You're on vacation.
0: I was on vacation.
1: You have you have to live your life.
0: Yeah, I started out with. Uh, like I like to drink tequila straight. Oh my gosh. I know I'm weird. People think I'm really weird, but like, I invest.
1: Okay. When we say drink it straight, do you mean like shoot it or do you mean like I'm sipping tequila? I will tequila. sip
0: tequila on the rocks with this with a squeeze of lime. Good for but you. But good tequila. Yeah. And mezcal. Oh, so that, good. I don't know what that is. That's like fancy. Oh, okay. Like fancy, fancier tequila. Yeah, yeah. No. no. But yeah, no. Like I, yeah, that that's my vice would be like going out and getting margaritas and eating tacos. And that would be, that would probably be my biggest thing. Hard taco or soft taco um the corn tortilla like the soft yes. like the true authentic like corn tortilla
1: corn tortilla is next level i I'm, feel like i just discovered corn tortilla and they're it's so like changed good. my life
0: yeah i'm kind of like bougie about food for are sure you? oh yeah <laughs> like i like to eat champagne and oysters and stuff like that
1: i'm kind of a big deal no
0: i'm not like it's terrible like my yeah. parents are like you live a life that you do not like you live in this echelon and yeah. you're you know you are way below the echelon yeah. you think you're in <laughs> Um, and kate makes fun of me for it all the time, but yeah
1: champagne and oysters
0: Oh, that's so I feel so classy. Yeah, when i'm doing that when do
1: you do that? I feel like you're saying it like you do it often
0: No, but like if I go to like toronto or I go to montreal or yeah. if I go out somewhere like craft pharmacy aren't my life to say that craft pharmacy yeah. has like, uh You know, they like have buck shuck I think on like three to four p.m. Yeah um during the week so like i'll go there during that time there's another place oh let's get my day drink on
1: (laughs) there's another place where you can go for uh for some decent oysters hunter and co
0: yes yes also also a very good place yeah if anyone wants any food recommendations in london like hit me up because yeah i'm very what's your
1: favorite restaurant (sighs) so we're not going super fancy okay like it's like you know Kate and I were going out for my birthday. Okay, where are we going?
0: Um, I'm a big fan of the Church Key.
1: Okay, everyone says that I've never really been. They say they have a really good brunch.
0: They have a good brunch. The lamb curry is phenomenal. Okay, um, it's actually like pretty authentic, like Indian English food. It's yeah. cool. Um, and it's a it's a very good vibe. Like it's yeah. got ambiance. It's yeah. not too fancy, but it's also not like spaghetti eddies. Yeah, so. <laughs> which
1: i've never been but i'm just assuming by the name spaghetti Spaghetti
0: yeti's is a great first date spot is it yeah because it's like a nook it's like a london local spot it's really it's not expensive so you're not going in there being like this is the bar that i'm setting it's like casual it's good it's like it's a good first date spot okay um birthday (laughs) dating advice dating advice yeah (laughs) um yeah that's oh that's a hard hard tacos
1: we're going for tacos best taco place in london
0: so okay so there was this place um why can't i forget i forget what it was called but it was on dundas true
1: taco yes i know it closed down they have it in the market still okay but it's only in the market that it was like
0: legit legit authentic stuff really
1: good i think it closed not because of like business reasons but I, i have a feeling the owners wanted to retire yeah. I think, I don't know, I might be making that up, but I think that's what they, t- they said at the at the market. But yeah, that was also our favorite taco spot.
0: Yeah, that was like, I mean, Los Lobos kind of has a monopoly on it in London right now. It is good. Um, but if you're looking for like quick tacos on the go, dose Taco.
1: So Caitlin and I went to some really random taco places in London, like in the East End. There's one on, there's another one on Dundas. And I don't know where exactly, but like we were sketched out going into it. Um, and like we live in the East End, so that's why I can say we were scheduled going to it because I live there. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but like we went there, and it it seemed as authentic as True Taco. It was actually really, really good.
0: What was it called? I don't know. Okay, you need to. Find I'll have that to. Out.
1: I'll have to look at look it up and let you know. There's another one on Hamilton Road, La Nostra. Something, yeah, something? La Nuestra
0: or something. Something like that. Yeah, that's I pretty
1: think... decent as well.
0: Yeah that's good sometimes i get a little nervous about trying those those places yeah me too but oftentimes the holes in the wall are like the truest it's true are the truest so i guess i'm gonna have to do a better taco tour of london yeah that could be do you
1: know what i bet you we can get a lot of people to do a taco tour
0: oh for sure
1: guaranteed what we should just set it up yeah taco tour with jade and isaac yeah (laughs)
0: I, just, I picture us in sombreros just do like, you know
1: what i bet you lulu would sponsor this I, lulu if you're listening let's do a community event with i'm tour, gonna link the taco. this podcast to rachel yes yes oh we get a bus everybody would go on the bus <laughs> this is so good yeah we oh we're doing this we yeah. like get all of the taco places in london we sell tickets that gives you a taco per place or two tacos per place yeah make it a little bit more expensive additional money goes to said charity it's great this is how we change the world
0: one taco at a time
1: one taco at a time
0: <laughs> it's perfect
1: i i don't know if there's anything else we could kind of up say to up that on this on this podcast no i think we need to no i think we need to but i
0: will wrap it up i'll get a final word in on my nutrition my nutrition is pretty locked in
1: <laughs> it's pretty what
0: locked in and we're currently <laughs> you know i'm currently currently competing to oh that's right yeah so no, I am in the process of 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 doing a cut and really committing to it. So stay tuned for the results because they're coming in hot. Because this gal is going to get her nutrition just as on point as her fitness. Locked in. Yeah.
1: We have a uh, an internal coaches challenge right now that's happening from, I guess November eleventh to what was it December ninth or something? Yeah. I, I don't know something like that. But like, all the coaches are pretty much on board, and. We're all taking it fairly serious. There is a cash prize that is used as a way to incentivize everybody. Um, but it's a really cool time of year to do this. And we're doing something similar with our members. There's no cash incentive for them. But um, yeah, it's a great time of year to do this because like most people are just happy when they make it out of the holiday season without mm-hmm. gaining weight. And we're talking about like, Jay's talking about cutting. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> I will be the most diced that I am in my entire life.
0: This Christmas. <laughs> this Christmas. Absolutely. What better? No better time than the present. Yeah. I, Kate was even like, are you going to, because I will admit like, you know, Friday night, five o'clock wine bottle gets opened. Yeah. Um, Tequila straight. Well, that too. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> um, and I do like to like, I just like to enjoy a drink. Like I like to really savor it. And she was like, are you going to drink? And I'm like, no, alcohol is cut. Wow. fastest way to gain weight drinking it's
1: true so don't drink yeah. your cows
0: don't drink your cows yeah. so my soda water addiction continues you have
1: a mad soda water addiction
0: yeah coffee but, and soda water that's what feels this, this, that's what feels this cow.
1: seriously one day she comes in to the <laughs> she comes into the office and she has like two massive starbucks drinks and i'm like i'm the only other person here i'm like oh who like who's the starbucks for like is there someone you're meeting She's like oh no no, no. like this is my coffee i'm drinking now and then this is my coffee I'm going to have after class. I'm like, what? isn't it going to be cold? Like there is there is a Starbucks that you can walk to from our facility. She's like, no, no, I didn't want to walk. I was there. It was convenient.
0: Yeah. Side note. I drank that coffee before the class ended. So. Yeah,
1: you did. You didn't. Even, it didn't stand a chance.
0: And I wasn't even like that pepped up afterwards.
1: And soda water. How much soda water do you go through?
0: Oh, oh I don't know. That's <laughs> so bad if i'm here for like 9 hours i will bring 5 to 6 soda water
1: you do i know it's insane we need our own we you need your own soda water fridge
0: i'm going to buy a soda stream get and a sweet. soda stream
1: we were talking about why do you not have a soda stream
0: well kate did the cost analysis and There's says it no wasn't way. worth it
1: kate <laughs> jade's kate not my kate jade's kate come on really
0: yeah she said to me she said it is not worth it plus we you can only fill the bottle so much so the amount we consume we couldn't keep up with production
1: so wait it's because you have too much
0: too little you only Stop get the one liter not... bottle and then you have to make it what, again, wait, and again what is too
1: little the soda stream doesn't doesn't produce enough or you don't consume enough
0: the soda stream doesn't produce enough the okay. bottle is too small we cannot our consumption cannot keep up with the production okay because that's right. what i was
1: gonna say i was like there's no way your consumption isn't high enough no you so consume... i said we should get three soda streams <laughs> it's insane
0: yeah i just don't like regular water
1: i mean there's a lot worse habits yeah in the world
0: i could yeah yeah For what's sure. what's your
1: favorite flavored soda water cherry bubbly cherry bubbly that yeah. one is really good.
0: Yeah. Cherry bubbly all the way. Strawberry yeah. bubbly. But Damn. that shit's expensive. It that is, is like the Ferrari of soda water. So I, <laughs> I, you'll you'll see me with a watermelon PC. Yeah. I like that one. It's not really a winter drink though, so I'm probably going to phase that out. So what too. will you bring in? I'm hoping they come up with like a cranberry flavored <laughs> one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you're still, oh, you're just talking about the flavor. Yeah. I thought you meant that it was a cold drink. No. No, no, okay. no. 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 Oh.
0: For hot drinks, I consume coffee.
1: That's it. And yeah. you do straight.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much straight. Just straight up black coffee. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll throw in a little bit of cream because it'll slow the the yeah. absorption of the caffeine.
1: Will you ever put a little bit of uh, a little bit of tequila in your coffee?
0: No, but I will. Uh... <laughs> I have, ha, I have done an Irish coffee before.
1: Oh, is that just Bailey's and coffee?
0: No, no. But that's what people always oh, whiskey? think. Whiskey? Yeah. Yeah, Jameson. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like the true, the true Irish, Irish descendant that I, that I am. Yeah. I'll do an Irish coffee on holiday. Yeah. Well, of course you have if to. If the time serves. You, you have to. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, this is always my favorite topic is talking like bad food with people that are healthy because like everyone thinks that we're this picture perfect nutrition consuming individuals we're like it's not the case no we, we're we humans
0: just like we've just established the habits you yeah. know we've just put in the work to establish 80-20. The habits yeah exactly 80 20 that's the perfect balance life's about balance like can't get too caught up on any one thing you just have to you know take things in stride yeah. everything's eerie
1: live, live your live your best life
0: yeah. Live your best life.
1: That's something, right? I feel like that's a good saying.
0: That is. I just believe in everything in moderation. It's true. Working in extremes in any aspect is just its a downtrodden road to travel.
1: <laughs> well, we talked about it with fitness. Just because you're super fit doesn't necessarily mean you're super healthy.
0: Exactly. Same sort of idea. Exactly.
1: But one could be said that five cans of soda water a day might, might be...
0: They're sodium-free.
1: <laughs> okay 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 sweetie whatever <laughs> whatever you say i know all right well uh it's been an hour
0: <laughs> i i i promise i have a lot to talk about
1: i love it i love it well next uh next time we have you on um it'll be obviously a lot more tailored to like a specific topic not just so broad of us trying to get to know you um but is there anything i was missing or anything else that you want to chat about no no, that's it. You I've said, said it all. My,
0: I said I've spent an hour t- chattering on.
1: <laughs> I've said my piece. You're just going through withdrawal. You need another soda water. I do. That's, <laughs> you're just scratching at the neck. I've only had one coffee today. Oh, my goodness. It's too late
0: for another, so yeah. I'm screwed. No, no, no. You'll be up all night. I know.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Jade, for, for hopping on the podcast with us. When I say us, I'm just assuming that people are going to be listening all the way through to this. Um, but once again, we will have Jade on uh, for future podcasts. As always, if you guys have any questions for us, don't hesitate to reach out to us by email, Instagram, Facebook, whatever sort of way you would like. Uh, Rate rate us on
0: podcast land.
1: Is that? Yeah. Give us five stars.
0: Yeah. Give us a five star rating. Leave a comment. Yeah. You know, and if you found this useful, which would be great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which you obviously did. Yeah, obviously. Share it with your friends.
0: Exactly.
1: And your family. I think anyone. you'd be doing a disservice if you didn't share it.
0: Yeah. Anyone who will listen.
1: And anyone, any, please, please. Uh, anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Have the best day ever. And we will talk soon. Bye for now.